Thank you for listening to the New Life Church podcast. If you need any information about our church or if you'd like to give online, please visit us at newlifekingman.com. Merry Christmas, New Life Church. It's so good to have you joining with us on this Christmas Eve service. Um, I hope that you are having a good holiday season so far. Uh, We know that there's been a lot of difficulty this year, but you know what? Jesus is still on the throne, and we're here to celebrate the birth of our Lord and our Savior. And so we just want to take this time to welcome you. And, And before we get into the message today, what I'd like to do is I would just like to take a moment and open up in a word of prayer. And let's just believe God right now for all those that are struggling in this season that that Jesus would uh, touch them and minister to them and bring healing to their body. So if you would bow your heads with me, let's just go before the Lord in prayer. Father, we come before you right now in Jesus' name. And Lord, we thank you so much, God, for all that you're doing. And Father, we thank you that you are absolutely in charge of our lives. And Father, we pray, God, that your blessing in this season would be poured out. We pray, God, that your healing power, God, would rest upon those right now that are struggling with the COVID virus. Father, we pray healing. We declare it. We send the word to them right now in Jesus' name. And Father, in this holiday season, when we celebrate the birth of Christ, we pray, Father, that you, God, would just continue to pour out your blessing blessing upon us. And Father, we just give you all the glory and we thank you, God, for Jesus in our lives. And we give you the glory and the honor in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise God. Man, it's so good to celebrate the birth of Christ. Amen. He is so good to us. And so this evening, what I want to do is I want to take a few moments and as we get ready to celebrate the birth of Jesus, I I just want to take a few moments if I can and remind everyone the reason for the season. And I know that that oftentimes sounds so cliche-ish, but I think we do need to remind ourselves of why we celebrate this time, why we celebrate the birth of Jesus. When Jesus came to this earth and walked as a man and died and resurrected, it changed everything for us. And so the beginning of that was the birth of Jesus. And so it's a worthy thing to celebrate. Amen. Well, I want you to know tonight that God is doing great things, and he is ministering right now in this season. He is pouring out gifts of grace on people's lives right now. And so that's the reason that we celebrate is because our God is a God of grace. He is a God that continues to give. So this evening, if you have your Bibles, turn with me over to Luke uh, chapter 2, starting in verse number 8, and we're going to read just for a moment the Christmas story. The Bible says these words, reading from the New King James Version, it says, Now there were in the same country shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were greatly afraid. Then the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be the sign to you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, laying in a manger. 
And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. Now before we go any further in this message, I want you to think about this for a moment. As the angel of the Lord came and he is speaking to the shepherds, all of a sudden the choir of heaven begins to make a statement. They begin to make a declaration. And their declaration was first, glory to God. And then they spoke something that we all need to hear this evening. They said, peace on earth. On earth, peace and goodwill toward men. I want to tell you, this evening. That is what Christmas is really all about. It's the peace of God. It's God's goodwill toward men. That's the nature of our God, and that is why we celebrate Christmas. Now, the Gospel of Luke gives us the most detailed story of the birth of Christ and the most detailed prescription of joy. Luke wants us to see this evening that the story of the world meeting Jesus in the flesh is a story of the world finally finding full joy in God. It begins with the birth of John the Baptist. If you remember, the angel said to Zechariah in Luke chapter 1 verse 13, he says, your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son and you shall call his name John. And you will, have great, you will have joy and gladness, and many will rejoice at his birth. For he will be great before the Lord, and he will go before him to make ready for the Lord a people prepared for him. Even before Jesus was born, the message was a message of joy. Through this angel, the Lord promised that the people would rejoice at the birth of John because he would pave the way for the Christ, for our Messiah. Then Jesus was born. The baby Jesus was born. The Messiah himself came from heaven. And, and that night, an angel appeared to the shepherds, and he declared, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. Those poor, unsuspecting shepherds were hearing a chorus of the praise from heaven that announced joy to the world. And if you were to ask anyone today, if you were to take a survey and ask anyone on the street, what is the most joyful time of the year? Without a doubt and without question, it would be practically unanimous that Christmas is supposed to be the most joyful time of the year. In the time when Jesus was born, humanly speaking, things were not really that joyful on the very first Christmas Eve. In fact, the entire Christmas story is one of human dilemma. We have a tendency to romanticize the Christmas story. But being in Joseph and Mary's shoes, I'm sure that it was anything but romantic. In fact, the world was in pretty bad shape, not just for Joseph and Mary, but for everyone. Now, 2,000 years later, we are celebrating Christmas once again. God's display of grace and love, God's peace on earth and goodwill toward men, all things that go along with that are still here, <clears throat> yet the world is still in pretty bad shape. We find ourselves today in a global pandemic, 
We find ourselves with wars and rumors of wars and shootings and bombings and hate crimes and a world that seems doomed to unrest. And in the midst of all this uncertainty, we're supposed to celebrate Christmas and we're supposed to sing joy to the world like we really mean it. Now, I can imagine that you're probably all thinking with me, how can we possibly sing joy to the world? How can anybody sing that and really mean it? How can we, this evening, on this Christmas Eve, how can we keep our faith up in times like this? As I said in the beginning, things were not exactly rosy in the days of Joseph and Mary. In fact, circumstances couldn't have been much worse for them. There was no medical care for Mary and her baby. They couldn't even find a decent place to have the baby. To make matters worse, there was a questioning around Mary's pregnancy, being out of wedlock. Humanly speaking, there was really nothing positive to be expected for Mary and Joseph and this brand new baby. And all of this was happening amidst a great political crisis with Rome. And yet somehow, in spite of all that was against them, Mary held fast to the promise that was given to her by the angel Gabriel. And somehow she kept the faith. She never gave up hope. And she determined to give birth to this holy child, no matter what. Think about it. In the midst of a stable, basically in a barn, giving birth to what the world would consider to be an illegitimate baby. There was, in fact, true joy that night. It seems to me tonight that God's joy is not dependent upon external things. God's joy is a matter of an inner state of peace that you can only get when you're in harmony with God. And if we're at, in harmony with God, the world around us may be falling apart. There may be problems on every turn. We may not know even what to do. We may even be experiencing painful things in our own life. But there is a joy at this time of the year that can rise up above all of that, that can overshadow that, that can overwhelm all of that, because Jesus came to earth. Now, I want you to listen this evening to a prophecy, and I want you to think about this, a prophecy that was given thousands of years ago about Jesus. Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6, it says this, for unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulders, and his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Now we need to pay attention to that because that prophecy has been fulfilled. At Christmas time, that's what we're celebrating. We're celebrating that that word of God has come to pass. And if there is one single word that we can use to describe what Christmas really is all about, it's that little word peace. It's the word peace. But I wonder this evening, I wonder how many of us are really feeling peaceful this evening? No matter where you're at, what's going on, I wonder if we're really feeling that peace. Because you know what? Christmas is probably one of the most stressful 
chaotic, exhausting times of the year for many people. There's presents, there's parties, there's people. We're spending money we don't have for things we really don't want. It all tends to be some nonstop action filling every moment of this season. And even as Christians who should know better, we struggle at this time of the year. Christmas should be a time, church, of great joy and peace, but it ends up being buried under a mound of chaos. Part of our problem is that we have the wrong idea about peace. We tend to connect it with happiness, and we think that peace depends on our circumstances. And there are many who believe that peace is the result of a life that is lived without trouble and without hardship. They believe that peace is the result of feeling that everything is calm and safe, but nothing could be further from the truth. Peace this evening is not a feeling. Peace is not the result of circumstances, good or bad. Peace changes circumstances. Peace is not a thing. It's not an idea or a principle or even a doctrine. Peace this evening is a person. Listen to that verse of Scripture again. For unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulders. His name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Jesus is our peace. He is the Prince of Peace. He's not the absence of problems. He's not the absence of trouble, chaos, turmoil. He is the Prince of Peace. Listen to me. This peace that we crave, this peace that we want, it came to earth on Christmas. It came to earth during this season that we celebrate. And peace is the presence of someone. It's the presence of Jesus Christ in our lives. That's why the angels declared for all the world to hear, glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill, towards men. God told how the Messiah would be born in Bethlehem. In Isaiah 53, there is great description about this suffering servant that would come. He would be wounded for our transgressions. He would be bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace would be upon him, and by his stripes we would be healed. He would be despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. He would bear our sickness and our disease, and he would carry our pain. It's an amazing story, but it's not just a story. It's a reality. He really is the reason for the season. He is the Prince of Peace. He is the Son that was given. He is the Savior of the world, and he came at this time, and he is our peace. If you think about it, it's entirely appropriate for Jesus who is the hope of the world, to have come in the form of an infant. Because babies, church, babies are hope personified. It's hope personified. They are pure potential. 
Their lives are all in the future. And Jesus comes at this time of the year. He comes in this season as hope personified. He comes to demonstrate that there is hope for the future. A son is given. A savior is born. The prince of peace has stepped on the planet. And he has come to bring that peace, that goodwill towards men. And he's filled with hope. You know, I remember when my children were born, and I remember when my grandchildren were born, and I remember looking at them as babies and wondering, what would they be? Who would they grow up to be? Who would they be in the future? And I am sure that when Mary held that newborn baby, when she held Jesus in her arms, I am sure the words of the angel that came, of Gabriel when he came and he shared with her and he told her what was going to happen. I am sure that she pondered, what does all this mean? What is Jesus going to become? How is this going to play out? And you know, uh, there is a song that I love and I just recently listened to it again. And the title of the song is, Mary Did You Know? Many of you have probably heard it. You've probably even sang it in church before. But I want you to listen to these words because this is what we've got to capture at this time and in this season. It says this, Mary, did you know that your baby boy would one day walk on water? Mary, did you know that your baby boy would save our sons and our daughters? Did you know that your baby boy has come to make you new? This child you deliver will soon deliver you. Mary, did you know that your baby boy will give sight to a blind man? Mary, did you know that your baby boy will calm the storm with his hand? Did you know that your baby boy has walked where angels trod? Did, when you kiss your little baby, you kiss the face of God. The blind will see, the deaf will hear, the dead will live again, the lame will leap, the dumb will speak. Mary, did you know that your baby boy is the Lord of all creation? Mary, did you know that your baby boy would one day rule the nations? Did you know that your baby boy is heaven's perfect lamb? The sleeping child you're holding is the great I am. Jesus is a son that was given he is the Prince of Peace. He's our everlasting Father. He's a wonderful. He's our Counselor. But He is the joy of our hearts. You know, I know today that there is a lot of things going on in the world around us. There's a lot of questions with the political turmoil, with the pandemic, with the struggle of finances. We don't know what the future holds. Some of us are dreading to look into 2021. But I can assure you today, Christmas, Christmas, the reason for the season is the answer. It's why we can go forward. Is because the, a child was born. It's because a son was given. Because the Prince of Peace has come. And today he's here. And if you're at home right now and you're struggling and you're thinking, well, this Christmas isn't going to pan out very well, I want you to welcome him in. I want you to invite him in. And first, what I want to do tonight is I want to speak to Christians, first of all. You're watching this video right now. You're a Christian. You've given your life to Christ, but it's been a difficult year. And you're wondering, where's been, where's God been in all of this? Well, I want you to know that he's been working. He's been working. 
He's moving in your life. And I want you to pray with me right now. I want you to pray to welcome him back. I want you to put him at the forefront. See, sometimes our problems, they can get out front. They can take our attention. They can steal our focus. But in this Christmas season, I want you to remember he's the Prince of Peace. He is why there's joy to the world. He's why the angels rejoice. And you know what? We can rejoice with them. And so I want you to pray with me. Say these words, Lord Jesus, right now I invite you again back into my life. I know, Lord, that things have been difficult and I know there's been questions. But Father, I surrender to you right now. And I welcome Jesus back into the forefront of my thinking. I put Jesus back into the priority place. I give him his place once again. He is the son that was given. He is the savior of the world. He is my prince of peace. And I welcome you back in Jesus' name. Amen. I want to speak right now to some of you that may be here right now and you're watching online and maybe you don't know Jesus is your Savior. And you think, well, you know, there's all this turmoil, all this stuff I've heard. But you say, I know that there's got to be an answer to this. If you would open your hearts and receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you, could, you, you would not receive a greater gift. The greatest gift of all is to receive Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior. So if you would, would you take a moment and bow your head and pray this prayer? Say, Lord Jesus... I welcome you into my life. I accept you as my Lord and my Savior. I give you my life, and I receive yours in return. Help me to live for you. I love you, and I receive you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. If you did that for the first time, let us know. Would you, would you put a comment in the comment section on the on either YouTube or, or Facebook or however you're watching this, would you let us know? Just message us and, and let us know that you gave your life to Jesus. We just want to celebrate with you. And, and I just want to remind everybody that's watching, I, I know this is, is, is a difficult time, but you know what? We can rejoice because Jesus is still on the throne. He is still the reason for the season. He is the joy to the world. He is our Prince of Peace. He is the all in all. And you know what? We can rejoice at this Christmas time. I want to take a moment just before we close, and I just want to pray for all the families of New Life Church. I want to pray for everyone that calls this church home. I just want to bless you today. Kathy and I, we love you so much, and we hope that this this Christmas will be a great Christmas, that you have a very Merry Christmas. And so can I pray for you just for a moment? Father, right now in Jesus' name, I just lift up all that are watching online right now. Father, I pray that you would be with them. Lord, that you'd bless them. Lord, that they would feel your presence in their life. Lord, that as this Christmas season unfolds, Lord, that they would... They would sense, God, you giving that grace, pouring out grace into their lives. Lord, that you would strengthen them. Lord, that you would encourage them. Father, that you would heal them, provide for them, make a way for them. 
And Father, we're careful to give you all the praise and all the glory. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Praise God. Once again, we just want to wish you a very Merry Christmas. Kathy and I, we, we, we appreciate you. We appreciate everyone's patience as we navigate these days of COVID and all of that stuff. And remember that this Sunday, the 27th, we're coming back into uh, in-person services at the church. Of course, we will still be uh, streaming all of our services online. And so if you are home and not feeling well or you have symptoms of any, of any kind, we recommend that you just stay home uh, and watch online. If you are concerned and don't want to be exposed, that's why we provide these services online for you is so that you can feel safe and protected. Um, but we love you and we want to welcome all that would come to come and be a part of service. We're going to celebrate and we're going to go into 2021 and we're going to look forward to the greatness and the goodness of our God leading us into our future with blessing and grace. Amen. Well, praise God. We love you. God bless you. You guys have a wonderful evening. And remember, Jesus is the reason for the season. God bless you. Thank you for listening to the New Life Kingman podcast. We can't wait to see you next week.